Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another lovely edition of Elise in Wonderland this morning. Um, I am your host, Elise, on 101.5 The Hug. My co-host here, Jin, is yes. also here. And we are uh, going to be talking to Dr. Sam Adarigbibe, who is from Nigeria. And good morning. Good morning. How are you today? We're lovely. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. You're I welcome. am so excited to be chatting with you today and learning more about your story, yep. immigrating here to Canada, and some of the amazing work that you do and inspiration you will have for our listeners. Yep. Um, so thank you again for joining us. Thank you. So every morning we start our show with a little bit of a how was your week and mm -hmm. reporting on a mission from our last week's episode. So uh, those of you who listened, we had a South Korean, a few guests from who had visited South Korea and talked a little bit about their experience. And of course, food was a huge topic because food is amazing and everyone loves food all over the world. Mm -hmm. So the mission was try Korean food because this is something that is um, becoming more popularized right. in Canada. So Jin. As a Korean, <laughs> did you try some Korean food? <laughs> I I, th I can say it was the most easiest option <laughs> for me because I do it every day. But um, on Sunday dinner, I had a dinner with my friends, so it was a little bit special than usual. Mm -hmm. We had beef rib, um, green onion pancake, and kimchi soup. Delicious. Um, hard to explain. You just try, and <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> you know what I mean. But it was amazing, and I loved it. That's great. What about you, Elise? Did you do Korean food? Well, for those of you, for those who know me, uh, my my family right now is a mix of all sorts of people. My brother and his girlfriend just moved back from Korea. She's native to South Korea, and she mm -hmm. cooked us a lovely dinner. Um, Jian, thank you. You're an <laughs> amazing cook. She made black rice, and she made also beef bulgogi. Uh, that was amazing. What about you, Dr. Sam? Have you ever tried Korean food? Um, not regularly, but I think I would have done it in the past. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. That would be great to try it again. We'll yeah. have to bring yeah. some in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have to bring in some food for guests. I think now. Um, and what about your week, Jen? Did you get up to anything exciting well, this week? Yeah, we have to announce that at least in Wonderland, we now have a business card. Official. Um, We're official in business now. Yes. So Elise Design, I confirmed. Jin <laughs> <laughs> <Jen> edited me. <laughs> so we have a lot of business cards left. So if you want to pick it up, come to J107 and Moha College Fennel Campus. Yes. It's free. Pick up as many as pick you'd like free. for your friends. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting stuff. And now when we go on our travels and meet amazing, interesting people from around the world, we will have a legit yeah. business card for <laughs> this radio show. So thank you, Jin, for... Thanks pushing me to do everything. <laughs> yeah. um, and Dr. Sam, how was your week? Oh, it was great. Yes. Uh, my week was great. I had a wonderful book on my way. You know, as a physician, I meet also a lot of people from all races, and um, and it's always nice, you know, um, meeting their needs and, uh, you know, listening to them and making them mm -hmm. all nice. better. 
Amazing. That's good. Yeah. That mm-hmm. sounds awesome. Elise? And me. Um, well, it's a crazy time in the college system for those who have been following the news. We're still under a faculty strike. So my week was um, preparing for the eventual return of our students mm-hmm. and some of the pro- projects that we want to do to get everyone back on track. Again, for those who know, um, I've been following, there's going to be a vote next week. So we're mm-hmm. really excited to see um, if faculty will, will vote to return back to work or not. So there's been a lot of preparation around here yeah. um, to make sure that our students are successful, make sure that faculty come back you know, with, with a resolution that they're happy with mm-hmm. as well. That's right. So... Yes, we're kind of waiting, sitting (laughs) with bated breath, waiting for everything to be resolved. Mm -hmm. And I also went to visit the Hamilton Antique Market. One of our our colleagues, Maria, has a stall there. So Mm -hmm. I went around and looked for some cool furniture. It's always very nice seeing uh, what people are selling from the past. Uh, So... The history of the day is another uh, topic we like to cover. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see what has happened on this particular day around the world in history. So today happens to be World Kindness Day. Mm-hmm. Wow, how lovely. So this was introduced <laughs> in 1998, and it's observed all over the world, including in Canada and Nigeria. Um, so, Jin, you had a story mm-hmm. to tell about well, kindness. It's not really a story, but I mean, since I'm, can- I'm in Canada... Uh-huh. Which is the mo- most kind country in the world? Yes, the, we are stereotyped <laughs> as being the most polite and kind country. Yeah, except for the hockey game. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. for hockey game. But yeah, since I came here, I always experienced people holding door for me, even I'm like hundred meters away. <laughs> they hold door for me, so I do the follow. Also, um, even though you step on someone else's. Um, foot, they mm-hmm. will say sorry first. I don't know why. Well, maybe they're their sorry foot was for, in the way. Yes. <laughs> That's why they're sorry. <laughs> but yeah, people always say thank you and sorry. And I think it's the kindness uh-huh. I can feel every day. It's funny, actually, as a Canadian, when I travel, I try mm-hmm. to, it's, I feel uncomfortable until I learn the word sorry or excuse me mm. <laughs> in a different oh, culture language. so that I can um, <laughs> assert my Canadianness no matter where I am. Um, in terms of kindness, mm. I had Mina, who was our South Korean guest, uh, brought me a gift of beautiful face cream because oh, cosmetics in South Korea are a big deal. And uh, I always think it's incredible when people travel and they mm-hmm. think of you and mm-hmm. they bring you back something yeah. um, unique. So thank mm-hmm. you, Mina. And Dr. Sam. How about yes. you? Have you experienced some kindness lately in oh, the world? Oh, lots of kindness, yes. Mm-hmm. I'll start from my home. My wife is always there with me, showing that love, Aww, affection, and nice. kindness. That's always great. Any day, any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 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 children as well. Mm-hmm. You know, call me and you know, how you doing? How's your day? And uh, you doing well? Mm. Try to get some rest and all <laughs> of that. So, I always appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even outside of that, the people I know in in the church community, the people mm-hmm. I know. Um, at work, mm-hmm. people I meet every day, just like uh, he was saying just now, you know, opening the door for you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. going the extra mile for you, you know, getting to a new environment, going to a shop or going to a facility, yeah. and people always ready. 
ready to give you a, a hand, ready right. to assist, ready mm -hmm. to help you. And that's always a very great, you know, uh, a great cultural attribute here in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't find that, I mean, in everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's not common, really. Mm -hmm. It's always very, very interesting. It makes you to feel at home. You're mm -hmm. right here, loving people. Mm -hmm. You see them on the road, the kids, you know. People, you know, checking them out, transport, trying to make sure they cross the road in the morning, mm -hmm. and then oh, you know, yeah. they are fine. They are, you know, that's always amazing. That's always amazing. That's always mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Everybody wants to be safe, and when you are here, you feel safe. Yeah. Right? Everyone's looking out for you. Yes. That's a nice feeling. Mm -hmm. It feels like a little uh, bubble that we want to protect. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Amazing. So, what a great. What a great way to start this show, World Kindness Day. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully everyone is experiencing and celebrating some kindness in their lives and um, sharing that kindness with people mm -hmm. that they care about and complete strangers, too. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it so beautiful. So we're going to go into our first song break before we really delve deep into the world of Dr. Sam <laughs> and learning all about your experience and a bit more about who you are for our listeners. So the first song that we've chosen is by Sinatch, and it's called I Know Who I Am. Can you tell me a little bit about um, why you wanted to play this song and the significance of this song? Well, it's a song that calls through all cultures. One, mm -hmm. it tells you about your identity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is one of the issues uh, things, you know, young adults grapple with. Mm -hmm. Knowing who you really are. Mm -hmm. Your definition of yourself is not what people say about you. Yeah. It's what you carry. Right. Yeah. It's what is in the inside of you. You mm -hmm. can do all things, actually. You know, you must believe in yourself because if you don't, no one will believe you. Amazing. No one. Yeah. It must come from you. We want to know who you are, right? God created you mm -hmm. in his image. He mm -hmm. made you like him. Mm. So once you know that, that, I mean... Things become possible. Posi possible and yeah. you are positive. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't mean you don't face challenges. No. But, you know, you will overcome. Right. Right. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. So please enjoy. This one is I Know Who I Am by Sinatch. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed that little song snippet by Sinatch, I Know Who I Am. We are back, Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk, talking to Dr. Sam, the lovely and inspirational Dr. Sam, mm -hmm. who will now tell us a little bit about his story coming to Canada and more about um, who you are. So very fitting with the song. But first, we're going to do a quick introduction for those who need a little bit of context mm. around some of the different statuses for immigration. So Jin, immigration yes. expert, tell <laughs> our listeners a little bit about um, some of these thing terms that may mm. be confusing for Canadians. Right. So I think we talk about immigration on a lot of our shows before, but we never really covered what it really meant. Yes. Um, there are three types of residency in Canada, state, residency status in Canada, which is temporary resident, permanent resident, and citizen. Mm -hmm. Temporary resident is um, known as those uh, who international students, imp uh, foreign workers, or visitors, travelers. Mm -hmm. And permanent resident and citizen is who can stay in Canada forever mm -hmm. if there is not a big issue. So when we refer immigration or hurdles or um, difficulties, it usually meant 
a temporary resident to permanent residency. Mm. Because that's the difficult part. Become a citizen from permanent residency is not that difficult. I mean, fairly easier than the other side. Okay. Mm -hmm. You just have to stay in Canada for three years and you have to take a test. But become a permanent resident, you have to prove your English skills. Um, you have to have a work experience. You have to have a job. You basically have to prove to the Canadian government that you are benefit to Canada mm -hmm. um, if you stay longer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. <laughs> so uh, that kind of clears up a few things around um, why it may be challenging as well to, right. be, to come here in Canada. To Canada. Yeah. So, Dr. Sam, tell us a little bit about yourself and. Um, where, where have you come from? <laughs> and what brought you to Canada? Oh, thanks for answering that um, beautiful question. Well, mm -hmm. I came from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, left the shore of Nigeria in 1993, mm -hmm. Charlie. And um, I um, traveled to Swaziland. Mm -hmm. I was in Southern Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Swaziland um, is a landlocked country within um, South Africa. Mm -hmm. Was there for about a year or two. They moved to South Africa. Mm -hmm. Was in South Africa for about six, seven years from moving to Canada. Well, there's lo there are a lot of stories in that. Yes. Uh, just what I mentioned in a mini, I mean, a sentence. You know, as an immigrant trying to navigate your way, I've seen it all. Um, while I was in Swaziland, you know, then from Nigeria you can get in you know, an ECOWAS passport, and I mean, you because when ECOWAS, you mean you'll be given a three-month visa mm. to Swaziland, and I was there. And after a while, um, was able to get a job secured, um, some you know work permit to be there. Wrote some exams, you know, for you to move down to for me to move down to South Africa. Mm -hmm. Worked there as a physician in the hospital for about six, seven years thereabout. Mm -hmm. uh, during that period, I did my postgraduate training uh, in family medicine in South mm -hmm. Africa. Um, of course, um, was married in Swaziland, got married in Swaziland. Uh, my, my wife and myself moved to South Africa. Uh, my wife is a lawyer. So when you were talking about immigration and all of that, actually she does that. Immigration oh, wow. law. She does real estate. She does all that. So she's that. the real expert. We have oh yes. She, she's <laughs> Don't call me that. Immigration <laughs> law. Jin's um, no longer the expert. <laughs> uh, she's into um, child custody issues and all of that. Mm -hmm. wow. and she does that. So and right here in downtown Hamilton. <clears throat> so we were there together, you know, navigating our way. Um, did my postgraduate training. Uh, it's a long story. Yeah. Uh, the story is that at that time, apartheid was just being, you know, uh, that was the time it was stopped in South Africa. I'm talking of 1993, 94. Yeah, the 90s in South yeah, Africa. Yeah, and when Mandela became time. the, Nelson Mandela became the president. Yeah. And there a lot of wounds, a lot of reconciliation issues, a lot of, who is a scapegoat? Because then apartheid was a structure. Mm. Somebody had to feel it, even mm. though the people who were feeling it, had now been, you know, f they were now freed. So it was now turned onto the immigrant. And then it was quite, I remember one day we were just in a shopping mall and we were parked, rightfully parked. Somebody walked out and said, Move your car. You know, why, why? do we. 
Yeah. You know, and they call derogatory names, they uh. do all that. But that does not stop you from being who you are. Mm-hmm. That is the point. Your purpose and vision must be clearly defined. Mm-hmm. You must believe in yourself that you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people face little issues here and there and they want to give up. Don't quit. Quitters don't win. <laughs> you can't win by quitting. So even when the entire culture is maybe not on your side. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you, how what were some things that, you know, what were some survival mechanisms that you employed because you're a successful man you and your wife are a power couple (laughs) (laughs) and you have built a life for yourself now in a new country um coming from south africa in that time what how did you do this (laughs) the grace of god Mm. god is good all the time yes you know a little bit of myself i'm a pastor okay right I'm a child of God. Mm. And you know, um, one of the things that helped, or the most important thing, is you believing that you can do it by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. God is a key factor. So this is what motivated you. Yes. Then. So tell me then a little bit about um, your journey to Canada. Why did you choose to come to Canada, of all places? Uh, well, at that point... At that point, we uh, we had a number of choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have gone to Australia. Mm-hmm. I could have gone to the UK mm-hmm. or Canada. Right. Or even go, gone back home then. But then, um, you know, applied in a number of places and keep trusting and believing God. And mm-hmm. things just work out that way, you know, clear in our mind. This is not the way, not Australia, not the UK. Or Canada, and then you know, at the end of the day, in those days, after completing my program, um, in the evening they'll just call, start calling you from you know Newfoundland, or oh, come and work in this you know province, come mm-hmm. on this um, you know come and work with, with us in this island, we you know different offers. So at the point I didn't know what to choose, right? But then we picked one with consultation mm-hmm. with friends and all of that. We've been here. And then here we are. Then we went to Newfoundland, Springdale, actually, Central, mm-hmm. I mean, Newfoundland. And mm-hmm. I was, were there myself, my wife, and my, my children were there, my daughter, and we had two children there. Were there for three years before moving here into Ontario. And when did you move to Ontario? When did we move? Yeah. That was 2000, and we, I moved to Canada 2002. 2002. Okay. Right? And moved up three years, 2005, I mean, 2005, yes, mm-hmm. to Ontario. Amazing. Yeah. So still relatively recently. Well, yeah, still recently, yeah. but then we're quite used to the culture. Yes. Um, in Newfoundland was quite good. The people were very hospitable. We were talking about kindness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they go the extra mile for you. Um, they support you in what you want to do. I mean, the weather could be hard on you, but then <laughs> the people are very good. Mm-hmm. And people make up for it. Oh, yeah, they make up for it. I remember the Christmas of that year, because mm-hmm. we got to Springdale in December, 11 or 12, thereabout. Mm-hmm. And the Christmas, we were near the city, we were near the community, about 2,500 people, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't know where to go. We're just home, myself, my wife, my daughter, and the administrator of the hospital brought a big you know like flower you know like 
that mm. uh, where where would you go? Where are you going? So we don't know anywhere. We're not going anywhere. And she was so you know looking at us. Okay, I'll give you something, and that made our day. You know, being kind to us. Mm-hmm. So we've experienced God's kindness. People showing their you know reaching out in all aspects of our life. Mm. Yeah, we've done that. So here in you know moving there to Ontario, it's a little bit different from Newfoundland. Yeah. You know, that's an island really. People are a little bit culture is still preserved to some extent. Of course there are influx of different immigrants, Congolese, Nigerian, Ghanaians and all of that. They are right now people by the nature of their geogra- yeah, geography there. Geography and work and school. Yes. You know, all that. But then it was still comparing here it's a big it's a bit more multi- yeah, yeah. multicultural setup here. Yeah. It's cosmopolitan city, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So, um, okay, go ahead. Please. That's okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and go into our next song and um, come back and talk a bit more about some of the challenges that new immigrants face um, that you you really passionate about and want to talk about, yep. as well as um, more about Nigeria. So, for the benefit of our listeners in Canada to understand and have a more accurate picture of what Nigeria is like. So this next song is Oki Soke (laughs) by AKA, and uh, we will take a listen and have some comments on that afterwards. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. The current time is 9.34, and you're listening to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5. Again, we are chatting with Dr. Sam, who is originally from Nigeria by way of South Africa, and is telling us a little bit about uh, his story and and how he finds himself here um, in Canada. So welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that song. Dr. Sam told me that this artist is very popular with the youngsters in Nigeria (laughs) and wanted to play something with some fast beats for us today. So I appreciated that. It woke me up a little bit. So... Welcome back, everyone. We are talking now uh, more about Nigeria and um, some information for our listeners around what Nigeria is all about uh, in a a more detailed picture. Mm -hmm. So um, Jin works in the international department, as you know here, and we work with visas all the time and and the timelines around um, student visas. So this is something new that I just learned, that uh, Nigeria is actually one of the most difficult places to get a visa to come to Canada. Um, So Jin and Dr. Sam, can you tell us a little bit about why that might be? Um, so we got a data from Immigration of Canada. They are saying almost 10 to 20% of applicants only get a study permit somehow. And also it takes more than um, 15 weeks to get, a, to get an answer. That doesn't mean you will get a study permit for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why we are um, doing extremely care to Nigerian students. But I don't know why they are taking so long and they are slow or... Mm-hmm. less successful on getting study permit. Mm-hmm. So Sam, if you can comment on this. Yeah, thanks so much for the question. Now, um, Nigeria is a very big nation. Yeah. I mean, very populous city, and um, a, a lot of the issues around immigration has to do with the scrutiny involved, the scrutinization, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, going through all those rigors, making sure this is genuine, this mm-hmm. is real, mm-hmm. and they even making sure that enough money 
is mm -hmm. already put in place for that. Right. Uh, a, a lot of people are interested in coming over here to Canada, but then it's a lot of work, even on the part of the parent, uh, getting all the funds that are uh, that's very important for mm -hmm. the education and all mm -hmm. of that. And again, um, the student themselves needs to go through you know, a number of series of um, you know, um, paperwork and all of that. And that takes quite a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, that's an issue with... But you see, Nigeria is a place that we're not deterred by any of such. Mm -hmm. People keep moving in spite of obstacles. You know, the obstacles are there, really. I mean, that's a, for a fact. But that does not stop the people from coming. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe things will improve with time. Mm -hmm. yeah. We do most of our students uh, from Africa, or from Nigeria. I think it's the third the, biggest in more yeah. It's the third biggest international population, yeah. so mm -hmm. clearly it hasn't stopped the no, students no. from coming no, it's, here. No, it's not going to stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. Yeah. Right. So can you tell us um, what are some misconceptions about Nigeria that you would like to clear up? Do you get a lot of questions from Canadians that you're just like, no, 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 it has not, it's nothing like that. <laughs> Tell us, what is, your, what is your Nigeria like? Nigeria is a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. um, I have faced such before, like maybe, you know, uh, people saying, where, where do you live? Do you live on trees or something and all <laughs> of that? On trees? Oh, yes. Oh yes, no, and wow. th that is just the far extreme, you know. Yeah, sure. Things that might be going on in the, in the mind of some people, and um, you know, especially when you get to a new place, and um, you know, mm -hmm. and I remember my, you know, my daughter in school, or maybe you know, you watching the TV and all of that, say one dollar per day, and to help somebody in Africa and all of that, and then mm -hmm. she wants to save her food or save some money. Mm -hmm. We need to send money there to help, but that is not. Totally true. Actually, a number of the they are all misconceptions. Mm -hmm. Nigeria is beautiful, a very rich, wealthy people in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And there's no kind North America that is not in Nigeria. Mm. And I mean, immediately, if it's mm -hmm. here, the next day it's there. No car. No car. Oh. No. And beautiful houses, beautiful places mm -hmm. to go. Uh, beautiful attractions everywhere. The people are very warm, very loving, mm -hmm. you, you know, very interesting people. And again, we have a lot of intellectuals, trained, and I mean trained, professional mm -hmm. people. You will see them all around, physicians, accountants, lawyers, you will see teachers, nurses, um, and every walks of life. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a story to tell. But we had it quite well. When we were in school, we don't pay school fees. Wow. Like here, you need to get us up. There was nothing like it. was free education. Wow. wow. So people don't know that. No. Yeah. That, that's, you know, good. it was free. And then, uh, I mean, I remember at the time in the UCH, we have more than 50 professors mm. just in a university college hospital. Mm. So, I mean, the training was good. Mm -hmm. um, the for you to go through that, you need the grace of God. And if you are able to, by His grace, then you can weather all storms, you know. Mm. Those are the things that people need to know about Nigeria. Mm. Very be of course, there are security issues in pockets of that, and uh, you know, which is everywhere. In the yeah. world. Everywhere. Yeah. But if you know your way, you will enjoy it. Mm. Nigeria is beautiful. Mm. And a lot of people, a lot of, you know, 
churches, a lot of uh, spiritual awakening and awareness mm-hmm. in, in the nation. You know, lot lot of you know very nice things about mm-hmm. Nigeria. And since moving here, what are some things that you miss about Nigeria that don't exist here? Maybe that well. Sometimes the warmth, you might miss the warmth sometimes. Sure. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, you miss your family, your extended relations, which you mm-hmm. sort of grow up with, and uh, you're used to, and, um, you know, you see possibly every weekend or every other, you know, in the same big community. And, you know, everybody fends for uh, themselves. You know, you, you don't have to be my son or my daughter for me to care for you. Mm. You know, here you might be living there and your neighbor does not talk to you. You don't even know him for a year or two. Mm. That's something that we hear from a lot of that, people from around the world. That, 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 that is not in, is a big difference in Canada. That is not in Nigeria. Yeah. You socialize, you talk together, you, okay, I'm going out, um, my daughter is there, my kid is there, I just watch over, you know. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. that, that is it. Uh, there's always somebody in the community who you can look up to and we talk to and ask for advice, instructions to help, to guide you to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's always mentorship everywhere. Um, every, everybody owns, everybody, the, all the kids are for everyone in the community to take care of. So in school you have the instructions, mm-hmm. very nice instructions, and when you get them, you meet the same instructions. It's not divided. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, no, it's saying something there and another thing has been said at home. No. Mm-hmm. So it's a commoner influence. That's very good. It helps your emotional and psychological well-being. It helps you to be focused. It helps you to be, mm-hmm. you know, to be directed in what you do. Probably keep you in line, too, because oh, everyone's yes. watching. <laughs> yes, keep you in line as well. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I love that feeling. Um, I get that sometimes when I leave Canada Mm -hmm. and come back craving that to to be part of our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is something that you really wanted to focus on as part of the interview we're having today. And I think it's an amazing um, topic around challenges that new immigrants face. And I'm always so interested to know um, people's take on you know, what are these challenges? So you talked a little bit about identity issues, um, self-esteem issues, purpose mm-hmm. and vision. When you move to a new country, a new culture, and almost reinvent yourself and see your place in the world differently, um, t- talk to us a little bit about some of those challenges. Well, um, simple thing like food can be challenging. Just what you said last week, you had, you know, yeah. Imagine when I got to when we when we moved to Swaziland, we we eat a lot of sauce, hot sauce, right? Mm. And um, there was no, there were no hot, there was nothing like that. It wasn't available, so mm. we had to make do with tomato, with you know, cut it and you know, yeah, yeah, steam yeah. it and then eat in the, you know maize meal and all of that, uh, solid food that we eat and that changed my taste bud mm. because when I when when we got the the sauce or the dried powdered pepper, we call it, uh, we had to ration it. And then, it, because you had a little bit each time, I'm so used to not eating pepper. Mm-hmm. So when I traveled back to Nigeria, uh, after about six years, that was year 2000, mm-hmm. about that, I could not eat the stew I used to eat. Mm-hmm. My taste bud has changed. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tolerate it again. And up till now, I can't eat it. 
because it has changed. So, I mean, simple thing as food can be, you know, people yeah. miss their, what they're used to, their taste bud miss that. And, you know, whenever there's a forum where you can have your Korean, Nigerian, or whatever food, Chinese food, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you want to go there. That's why people go to Chinese restaurants, you go to Mediterranean. Why? You want what you're used to. Mm-hmm. You feel it, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is one. Of course, all challenges can be, you know, surmounted. Um, what of the, you know, the discrimination aspect? When I was in South Africa, when I was, you know, that, that is all there. That is all there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the other issues a lot of new immigrant face is identity issues. Yeah. Self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. You know, can I do it? Do you I know? have the support network here? Or can I, can I ever get that back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or, you know, I have an accent. Mm. Oh, they won't hear me. Oh, they won't listen to me. Whenever I get to a place, I see it in their face. Oh, they just block me, mm. right? Mm. So that is that is there, you know. And a lot of people get you know demotivated even when they're ready for the thing. When 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 you feel people are not hearing you, you feel you feel it, right? Of course, you feel it. You so that that that's another thing that you know is a self worth issue. But again. I tell myself, I tell people, if you can't hear me, I'll speak louder. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to yell, but I'll make sure you hear me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just know yourself. Accent is relative. Mm. When you go to Newfoundland, you might not hear them mm. from mm. Ontario. Mm-hmm. When they speak, they speak really fast. Mm. That's actually something so, I, that totally um, <coughs> resonates with me because it's not something that I experience because I have my accent that's regional to where I live. <laughs> yeah. So to think about to think about that is is um, it's really yeah it opens my eyes a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that that's. That, that's important, you know. And what of your color? That might also be an issue. Some people mm-hmm. feel, you know, I'm black skin, I'm dark brown, I'm, you know, brown, and I don't know mm-hmm. what to do, and uh, people don't accept me. The first thing is you accept yourself. Mm-hmm. That's very important. When you accept yourself, people accept you. Um, while, I was, while I was a physician in Springdale, Newfoundland, on a beautiful afternoon, an elderly lady came to the office with, you know, a young, maybe grandson, mm-hmm. and um, just for consultation routine. And they were looking at me intently. I mean, the young, maybe about five or six years mm-hmm. old child. I was doing my thing, and he was looking at me intently. After about five minutes or so, he braced up courage. He mm-hmm. came by the side of the table where I'm seated, and you know what he did? He started rubbing my skin. He want to peel my color. It's not wow. going to change. This right. was something so new. Yeah. So new. Yeah. Never seen that. So new. He's never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Right? And he was thinking maybe I painted myself or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trying to make sure this uh-huh. comes off. It's not yeah. going to come off. <laughs> right? So, I mean, you need to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. That's very important. You know, an uh, immigrant needs to have rules. You need to have a plan for your life. A good plan will insulate you f- and prevent you from distraction. Mm. It will prevent you from getting off your track. Mm. I mean, if you're going from point A to B, say you are here in Mohawk, you want to go to um, Burlington or or anywhere, Oakville, uh, you see a lot of detour on the way, exit, right? 
Do you get off from every exit? <laughs> no. You <laughs> know, you know where, where you're, you're heading going. to. You need to know where you're heading to. You need to know what you're doing. You need to be ready that I am here for a purpose. That's an I have knowledge. to get my degree. I've come here to build a life for myself, for my family. You know, l life is all about that, building building a career for yourself, making sure you, 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 you do what you want to do, and you can do it. You, the fact that you are here today means you can do it. Don't turn back on any obstruction. Life is about offering solutions to challenges. There will be challenges. Nobody is immune to challenges. You will face challenges. We all face it. You know, you all have it. Everybody have, but you need to have a goal. You need to have a plan. You know, I encourage young people, mm -hmm. I mean, adults, everyone, have a goal for yourself. Write them down. Have a plan for your life. You know, a plan will prevent you from getting off or missing your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and the best way to protect yourself is to have a plan. Always have it in mind. Have a plan. Mm -hmm. Set rules for your life. Have rules. Have goals. Mix it with discipline and love. Have social time, but be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Make up your mind to succeed. Amen? Just make up your mind. Obstacles will not stop you. Don't wallow in self-pity. A lot of people wallow in self, oh, you know, I'm not good. I can't do it. Every other person does it, but, you know, it's not going to work out for me. No. Work at something. You only paid for solving problems, not for sitting and watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Do you get paid after a nice TV show? No. <laughs> of course, it will motivate you to be the best. And I do agree with that. Uh -huh. But what I mean by spending all your time just on movie and all mm -hmm. of that, when you have your assignment mm -hmm. to be submitted the next day or the next few days, you need to have a plan. You need to know where you're headed to. You know, you, you need to choose your friends. Mm -hmm. Wrong associations can lead you nowhere. Choose your friends. Choose people that believe in your purpose and mm -hmm. go for it. You can't be friends to everybody. No. Be confident that you can do it. And, you know, when you have all of this, you know, you, you, are, you are able to weather storms. You know, I'll cut, there's a quote I'm going to just share with uh, Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. The fact that you've tried, you failed, doesn't mean you quit. Quitters don't win. Hmm. The, invent, the, the, the inventor of the electric board, um, you, you know, Edison, yeah. how many times did he try? About a thousand times. Yeah. Each time he tried, he failed, he failed, and he got it right. Now we have light. Mm -hmm. And it probably seemed like a bad idea at some point throughout, yes, I mean, <laughs> throughout it might, the trials. It, but, yeah, yeah. perseverance is um, a quality that, you know, if you're going to move your entire life and everything you know, Yes. It is a quality that is necessary, I'm sure, to succeed. So what's your advice then? You say um, you need to know yourself. You need to um, set these goals for young people especially that, that are feeling lost and don't have that mentorship and support network. Um, what are some of the things that they can do to motivate themselves? Or, or you know, what's your advice? Yeah, one of the things they can do to motivate themselves is to have clear goals. Mm -hmm. You know, have clear goals. Read 
out your goals to yourself every day. Mm. This is what I want to become. And this is what I want that. to achieve in six months. I have short-term goals. I have long-term mm-hmm. goals. This is what I want to achieve in a couple of years. This is what I want to achieve in 10 years. Five years, 10 years. Yeah, have those goals set. Mm. Make sure. Then look out for people who have the same clear focus. In your mm-hmm. class, you'll see some very clear-minded focus. Move with them. Mm-hmm. Look for the right association and begin to develop yourself around those. Mm-hmm. You know, you know wh- when people are determined, they can overcome anything. You can. That's one of the quotes by Mandela, Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are determined, you, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You can do it. Everyone can rise above their circumstances mm-hmm. and achieve success if they are dedicated to and passionate about what they do. Mm. A lot of people are not passionate about what they do. Mm. They're just doing it to get by. Mm. They're doing it to just, you know, well, my parents sent me here to Canada to study. I don't really know what I'm doing here. I don't know why I'm here. I don't really like the course. You know, get focused. Choose a course you know you'll enjoy. If you need to change, change. Mm -hmm. But be passionate with what you do. Yes. Life is short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think there are a lot of people that experience that. that yeah, you know, wake up one day and they're just not happy, and they need to find that motivation yes. to right. change. But everyone has a purpose in life. Mm-hmm. There is something that is that has talked to you that you're doing, and you know you enjoy it the most. That is your passion. That's mm-hmm. your vision. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Everyone has that. Everyone has that. You know it. You, you know it very well. You just do it because you don't feel you know. People don't accept it, or it doesn't really make any any sense. Mm-hmm. Some is music, mm-hmm. some is drama, some is just a social I mean, video, you know. Um, so many things. It mm-hmm. go for it, mm-hmm. whatever interest. If you need to change, change and do it. Preach. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for that motivation, and uh, I hope for all the listeners out there, mm-hmm. you have felt something that resonates with you from Dr. Sam and his lovely inspirational words this morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I could listen to you talk all day. <laughs> and I, and I did. <laughs> yeah, you should write a book. Um, so there's never enough time to fully mm-hmm. explore someone's experience. So I just want to thank you again for giving us a glimmer into your world and your experience and letting our listeners know a bit more about um, what it's like to come to a new country, your immigration story, and a bit more about Nigeria. I hope someone has learned something new today. Mm-hmm. I certainly have. So I want to thank you again, Dr. Sam, for You're coming welcome. on our thank show. You. And uh, at this time, we will wrap up the show and talk a little bit about upcoming events uh, mm-hmm. in our community. So one of the events that I'm excited about, I'll be attending on November 17th. It's called Daughters for Life Gala. And it's a foundation that supports the education and dreams of young women Mm. in the Middle East. And it is an incredible event. Uh, Margaret Atwood will be honored at this event as well. So I am so excited to go and experience some more inspirational people Mm -hmm. with the vision to help others around the world and some inspirational um, young women from uh, from Middle Eastern countries who will be here 
um, talking about their story and, and their success. Mm-hmm. And November 18th, you, uh, Jen, you'll be going to HiveX. Talk a little bit about HiveX. Yeah, so this is called HiveX 2017. It um, is held in Lincoln Alexander Center in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically for young professionals conference. So there will be over 300 young professionals. And if you want to check more out, it's hamiltonhive.ca slash hiveximpact. Amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always hearing about HiveX, and it's a it's a unique way to actually find a little bubble of community here mm-hmm. where people are all like-minded. They're all they're all driven um, individuals mm-hmm. and supporting each other in mentorship connections. So yeah. it's a pretty unique opportunity that we have, mm-hmm. and it's an exciting one. So we're going to end with our mission. Um, and Dr. Sam and I and Jin were talking about what this mission will be, and we have come up with the mission of you know, delve, take a moment and think about your purpose. What is it that makes you passionate? And try to define something about that for mm. yourself today. Define your purpose. Yeah. I think that's a great mission. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So again, I just want to close by saying thank you, Dr. Sam. Thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure talking with you this morning and getting to know you a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, I hope we get to hear from you again soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm very grateful, and I hope um, I've been able to share a bit of myself mm-hmm. and um, with the people today. And I want to appreciate my wife, my children, mm-hmm. for the opportunity they've given me, you know, to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Because you can't do it alone, mm-hmm. right? right. I, I really appreciate that. Um, presenters, all the staff in the school, and all my friends, and all, you know, colleagues here, we, we appreciate you. God Thank bless you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. So we're going to close with another song from a Nigerian artist, Mike Abdul. Um, it's called Morire. Morire. <laughs> Morire. Morire. Okay, good. I got it. Featuring Monique. Um, please enjoy the song and enjoy your Sunday morning, everyone. This is Elise in Wonderland on 101.5. And see you next week. See you next Bye. week.